All right, we're back. Incendiary Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. So, um, look, with this stuff, you know, like me as a layperson, and I hear, you know, uh, okay, this thing's been a military operation from day one, kind of like what uh, Peter McCullough and Sasha Latipova basically said, this thing's been developed in the bowels of the Pentagon, DARPA gang, and so forth. And then Karen Kingston comes out talking about, um, well, the um, this stuff's all been given over to Pfizer and so forth. See, we don't know at our level what the end game here is with these companies like uh, Pfizer and Moderna and stuff. Now, Moderna, of course, is heavily tied in with the Pentagon. Now, just just a couple of her headlines. U.S. government forts, forfeits all ownership and licensing rights to Pfizer. Now, and that might be because Pfizer is slated for destruction at a later time. Then another um, name of an article, Moderna has already lost a legal war against Pfizer for royalties and is being set up as a global criminal per U.S. military contracts. Okay. And so, you know, I I don't have a crystal ball, but, you know, to me, things like this, um, it's, it's really when you're, when you're getting to the, top echelons of power in an operation of this size and scope i just look at it as like this i don't know where the the ball stops and so people can get in arguments with each other about these things but i look at the big picture okay maybe this is all gonna go and pfizer's gonna take this this hit later on um, get clip 15 ready, Mr. Producer. This is Benjamin Netanyahu. Now the prime minister once again. Okay. And, um, let's listen to him talking about Pfizer. Go ahead and play that one. We came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversations with Albert Borla, Pfizer, and I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it, you know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got out and we gave the information to the world, not only and published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base, database of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva, a sample, volunteer. But I'm sure most people would do it. 
maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from a hundred lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let, uh, pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database. Okay. I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms, but you can create, and then to the world, but you can create, uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un- unheard of right now, unheard of, unimagined even. Uh, and, and these are just the examples. So we can become a lot, stave off Iran, become a light onto the nations in uh, groundbreaking uh, technologies uh, that will benefit not only Israel, but our neighbors in the Middle East and the entire world, which is what is happening anyway. But bring it to a higher scale. Uh, stop, stop it there. That could really, wow, I mean, that opens, you know, when I heard that a while back, I was like, that opens so many possibilities in my mind, especially with biological warfare, the PNAC documents, all those uh, Jewish gangsters. And uh, was Jeb Bush in on that? Um, but Rumsfeld and some of these guys. Um, but think about this. Borla himself back in 2021 said many of the things that Netanyahu did in his recent interview, including an admission about the fact that Israel had become the world's lab right now because they are using only our vaccine at this state. And they vaccinated a very big part of their population so we can study both economy and health indices. So my thing is. Oh, and in the United States, the government here is said to be using a precision monitoring system to similarly, but perhaps not as extensively, monitor the fully vaccinated for at least two years post-injection. Um, but, you know, when he's talking about his the, their neighbors, and uh, remember in the Bible where it talked about... Uh, in in ancient Israel, talking about the census and counting your soldiers and how that uh, that was cursed, that was a big curse that came down on them for doing trying to do that, counting all their soldiers and and doing a census and all that. And look at how the the opposite is now in this land that calls itself Israel and this bio. See what they're doing is. They're trying to build this massive database of genetics. You know, and you know the Chinese are into this. Um, especially, remember all the stories about the swabs uh, from people doing these freaking fake tests and, and a bunch of it going into getting into Chinese hands, some of these Chinese biotech firms and all this collecting DNA on Americans, probably for later biological warfare purposes, just like the Israelis probably are. Um, so this whole Harari transhuman thing and hackable humans and then BB talking about that stuff, really, really creepy. And the Israelis want to be at the forefront of this movement to probably, you know, Mark of the Beast level track everybody. You know, Vatican's been on in on this forever, too. Uh but China's got its own thing going on. So 
So this one broke real big this week. ICD-10, medical profession implements WHO digital diagnosis code for the unvaxxed. So this was all over the place. International classification of disease systems set forth by the UN, blah, 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 blah. Um, so Z28.310, this is a code for a very particular diagnosis since it's not a diagnosis at all, but an invasion of privacy and likely to be used against many of us in the future. This is the code your doctor will log into the computer system that is accessed by government and private health insurers, informing them of your COVID vaccine status. You know, they asked me when I got that blood work, uh, well, I don't know what it was, maybe 10, 12 days ago about my status and all that stuff. And just interesting that this all coming up. So, you know, um, they're talking about this showing up for the first time in any hospital paperwork and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure many of you have seen this. So they're starting to implement these these codes, it appears, um, to tell the government whether you're vaxxed or not. Okay. So, of course, everybody's seen Elon Musk puts out that he had major side effects from his second booster shot and, and blah, 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 blah. Now, now, um, Mike King, you know, bless his heart. Um, he, uh, he's got this article up, um, Elon, you know, um, Elon Musk's appetite for destruction, Elon's crumbling empire. Um, you just knew this was coming within hours of Elon Musk having trashed the World Economic Forum as a front for world government. The big guns of the paper of record began viciously unloading on the suddenly reformed billionaire ex-globalist that conspiracy theorists have now fallen in love with. What a coincidence. Um, the man in the mask has gone full-blown Frankenstein monster on the very one-worlders who manufactured Musk, Inc. out of the whole cloth. For months out of fear of upsetting Musk's worldwide legions of fanboys, the NWO organs of fake news were compelled to carefully calibrate their slowly increasing fire against the living legend of their concoction. Now they have no choice but to unload at full blast. Damned if they do, damned if they don't. Delightful. Elon Musk. Okay, now he's using the Elon Musk thing from, remember, I talked about this, when he was over at the World Cup with Jared Kushner. And everybody was saying that this was an individual with a mask on. I covered this CIA mask stuff. So now a lot of people are really looking for people that possibly have a super realistic mask on and they're sh and they're showing the pictures of them in on that neck and it wasn't a necklace um and they're talking about changing skin tone and so forth and so on and, and it's talking about deep fakes and all that okay so um 
And then it talks, and you know, he gets into the thing about him running that poll. Okay, staggering two million people responded. Eighty-six percent of them saying no, that they don't want the World Economic Forum controlling the world. So eighty-six percent said no. So Mike King is saying that it's a white hat imposter. Okay, that is running around. Because Elon Musk flipped the strip totally, and now he has changed everything, bought Twitter and all this stuff. Um, so now people are saying that it's actually um, – he says, we believe that he's been arrested, replaced with Elon Musk, and his assets and persona hijacked by the white hats. Um Elon Musk is confirming what we kooks and Nazis used to be laughed at or even feared for saying because it's the great and you know all-knowing genius uttering the forbidden term world government now. Masks malleable multitudes don't feel threatened by hearing it and will certainly surely turn on the Juden press mafia for counterattacking their sainted sage and his magic cars. Um so uh, you know, it's 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 an interesting theory. Let's just put it that way. Um, now, I wanted to get into this. This is I, I saw this on Covert Action Magazine. Okay, now if Covert Action Magazine is <clears throat> it's leftist. Okay, and. <clears throat> This article was FBI wants to put me on trial for fighting for black freedom. Instead, put the colonizer state on trial. Omali Yeshitela. Okay. So um, so this is his, his article, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. Since he's he was based here in St. Louis lately, which is interesting, and he got raided. And I covered that months ago when this all happened. So there are strong indications. So I'm reading from his, um, you know, article UhuruSolidarity.org, but this is out of Covert Action Magazine. There are strong indications that I, in early 2020, I, Omali Yeshitela, chairman of the African People's Socialist Party, founder of the Uhuru movement, will be indicted along with other Uhuru leaders and members by the federal government of the U.S. Using the bogus and slanderous charge that we are Russian agents, the U.S. government and its Department of Justice will attempt to put us on trial and imprison us for fighting for the liberation of African people in the U.S. and around the world. Okay. So, first and foremost, I just want to get into this that and I've got the Afro-Marxist YouTube channel pulled up with 143,000 subscribers and it gets into, I mean, what it really weaves together is like all of these leftist movements that have, that have all coalesced. Okay. And people use each other. Kwame Toure, Atala Shabazz, um, Ayatollah Khomeini, um, Marvel Cook join, talks joining the CPUSA, uh, Angela Davis, okay, Cuba, and all this stuff. Um, you know, and this really, let's just say there's this always been this confluence of 
traditional communist international using the black population in the United States to to further the Marxist agenda. And this guy's part of it. Okay, now he's. He's in his own world, and he's fighting for his struggle, and he's wearing a red star on his freaking uh, beret and on his freaking jean jacket. So there's this massive black Marxist movement in the United States that's been here for decades. These people came under the umbrella of world Marxism. And look, Russia during the Soviet times was deeply involved with, you know, Frank Marshall Davis, all this crap. Now, now all of a sudden people in our sector want to say that, oh yeah, now that Putin's here, um, they're no longer involved in any of this. And I would say BS. Putin and G are still, you know, you got the Confucius Institutes. I think Putin, look, when they renamed the Donutsk and Lugansk, they called them People's Republics. For us to somehow be, to think that Putin has totally rejected Marxism, uh, I, I would feel naive. But a lot of people in alternative media, media circles believe that Putin is no longer a Marxist just because of his embrace of orthodoxy on the surface. People do all kinds of, you know, makeup changes, facade changes, especially people that are in the intelligence circles. Look at the Jesuits, known for hundreds of years of being cloak and dagger, taking on new identities. Look at the Jews and the Mossad, the cryptos, the donma, the conversos. This is something that people do quite frequently. But I'm going to get back to the article. But um, I'm 81 years old. My political work for the last 60 years or so is influenced by the fact that in my entire life, I have not known a single day when my people were not experiencing oppression, exploitation, and humiliation. For most of my life, I have worked to build the movement for freedom for black people in the U.S. around the world, most significantly beginning with my work as an organizer with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in the 1960s. Since 1972, I have organized and led the African People's Socialist Party and the Uhuru Movement, a worldwide organization fighting for the self-determination of African people everywhere. Our organizational pre presence extends to nearly every continent. We exist throughout the U.S., Europe, U.K., Africa, and the Caribbean. Our party presides over more than 50 institutions of economic development and self-reliance for the African community, including numerous projects in North St. Louis, Missouri, known as the Black Power Blueprint. On July 29th of 2022, the FBI violently and militarily raided my home in North St. Louis, Missouri, where I live with my wife, the deputy chair of the African People's Socialist Party, Ona Zene Yeshitela, along with six other homes and offices of Uhuru Movement, now, think about Ferguson, okay? Think about the whole Mike Brown thing. Think about the organizations that were going on behind the scenes, okay? Now the U.S. government is attempting to discredit our righteous struggle to free our people 
From the perpetual immiseration we face in this country stemming from America's unresolved original sin of slavery and colonialism, a sin whose existence was given testimony by U.S. President Joseph Biden on December 15, 2022. Well, if you look in the 18th century and, and before that, you know, the 1600s and all this stuff, when you dig into the Bible, there is no condemnation of slavery in the Bible. It is an institution, and there are commands given to slaves and slave masters, but there is really no um, bashing of slavery in the New Testament. Okay? So pretty much biblical constructed worldview was very heavy at that time. And so... uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of really hardcore preachers you can listen to. They're like, there is no there is no condemnation of slavery in the Bible, and you and so everybody wants to look back with this uh, 2020 vision. It doesn't work like that. Um, the U.S. government may be must be made to explain this attack on us in light of the well known history of COINTEL Pro and other covert and overt acts of surveillance, harassment, imprisonment, and or assassination of leaders such as Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey, W.E.B. Dubois, Paul Roberson, Fred Hampton, and many others, blah, blah, blah. Well, see, the U.S. is attempting to hide this blatant attack on black people by saying that it's an attack on Russia, not the African liberation movement. Well, here's the thing. This COINTELPRO, the FBI, and everything else, it's weaponized against white patriots, way way more than any african liberation movement you guys get the kid gloves attack okay now what i'm getting here is and i'm going to scroll down because i'm going to find the part where it talks about where they have okay um Our party has a half-century-long historical trajectory that precedes anything the U.S. government is talking about now in terms of Russia. I was in Nicaragua representing black people after the Nicaraguan Revolution based on our relationship with the Sandinista National Liberation Front, with whom we worked closely in San Francisco leading up to their victory in 79. Um, But I'm trying to find... uh, Okay, uh, well, no, that's not it. Uh, Anyway, it talks about all of these. um, Okay, here it is. We receive solidarity statements from organizations and governments from around the world, including FECOPES in Colombia, Casa El Salvador, um, the FSLN government in Nicaragua, the New Jewel movement led in Granada, Casa Chile, the Revolutionary Workers' Party of Argentina, the Association of Vietnamese Patriots in the U.S., that's communist, and the National United Movement of Barbados. So all of these Marxist revolutionary organizations throughout Central South America and the Caribbean, they've got all these solidarity, blah, 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 with all them. Okay, now this stuff was all funded by the Soviets. We all know this. Okay, he's even talking about, 
meeting with the Irish Republican Socialist Party at, at a time when the Irish people were engaged in a struggle for their independence from British colonialism. And, and it gets into, the, in, in 1983, the Burning Spear newspaper published an article covering how we won the Irish um, Republican Social, Socialist Party to support our demand for reparations and blah, 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 blah. You see, any... You, you, okay, people want to get liberation, great. But unfortunately, they all get channeled into Marxist revolution against these powers, okay? Whatever the British crown, the American government, whatever. And so, in, in even the Palestinians, you get into, you, you start looking at these Palestinian revolutionary movements. Some of them are very, very Marxist. And so, we're looking at, People that want to liberate themselves from an oppressive regime, but they all get funneled into communist revolutionary, um, you know, uh, kind of astroturf movements run by the Jewish mafia at the top of these things. And so it's a they 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 get it. They play them into the perfect dialectic of, you know, uh black power, the revolution, and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, you're all just tools of the Jews and to implement world communism. And then when these guys get their freaking hands on the levers of power in all these places, it's, all, it's always a butcher scene, the Red Terror. And, uh, you know, and, and this really ties in with the reggae stuff too, the Burning Spear newspaper Uhuru, they were, these were all rap, these were all rap, I mean, uh, reggae groups, you know, the, the entire reggae movement, a lot of it was totally co-opted by communism and Marxism. And, you know, this is the story of basically my lifetime, looking at the music scene, uh, punk rock, and so many of the punk rock groups uh, were uh, Marxist, uh, you know, and it's just like Antifa. It's this regurgitation of the 1930s in Germany. Look at you got you've had this big dust up in Atlanta now. You've got a sitting congresswoman. Where's this one at? Um, Democrat House Minority Whip Catherine Clark's son arresting <laughs> assaulted police during Boston Antifa protest. Remember Tim Kaine? who's Hillary's running mate. This dude, his son's running around with Antifa. The whole thing is a, it's a big artificial. And these people are true believers. A lot of these people down at their levels, but it just makes you sick because these people, you know, they're, they're get caught up in these, these so-called struggle movements. And you can just we people and uh, you know where we're at, we can just see it. And it's just like, dude, you're just a useful idiot. I'm sorry. And then and then you you know everybody this whole reparations thing, five million. The city of San Francisco, hey, you can prove you're a descendant of slaves. We're going to throw you five million dollars. This is Cloward and Pivens. This is like the last stages of the Cloward and Piven type of plan for the whole country to where they're just overwhelming the system at, at all sectors, the immigration open the border. Yeah. Let's just, let's just throw money at everybody. 
let's just debauch the currency to the to the point where we're going to bring in these central bank digital blockchain you have no privacy you ain't going to be able to eat unless you you're on the blockchain the, the mark of the beast and we you, if you don't see it we're right here just it's just mind blowing you know and and it's unfortunate that that so many people get sucked into the the fake revolutionary mindset you know uh, you hate to see it um, but what what are you going to do Los Angeles police find Mon- Monterey Lunar Festival mass shooter dead in his vehicle some older looking Asian dude 72 year old Hu Can Tran Vietnamese guy and all these people were saying it's white supremacist mindset the You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, Uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history? but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure and natural oils at prices you can actually afford. 
Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it, and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. All right, back to the broadcasting network. Um, <clears throat> this whole thing with this Navy SEAL who went AWOL killed while fighting Russians in Bakhmut. Um, so, supposedly AWOL since 2019. The U.S. Navy has confirmed to multiple media sites Daniel W. Swift um was killed in ukraine on wednesday we cannot speculate as to why the former sailor was in the ukraine the navy statement continued <sighs> so supposedly placed in deserter, deserter status in 2019 uh, was a seal for almost 12 years um a lot of people R- rolling stone has reported the following details of Swift's death. Adam Thiemann, a former U.S. Range Army Ranger who previously fought in Ukraine with Swift and stayed in contact with his platoon through phone calls and late-night text messages, told Rolling Stone during an operation in Bakhmut that he got hit by an anti-personnel rack, rocket-propelled grenade uh, and got a massive traumatic brain injury and blah, 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 blah. You know, um, nobody... A lot of the, a lot of people aren't buying this, and they're thinking that this guy was, um, uh, you know, sheep dipped somehow and was blah 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 blah. You just don't know. A guy with a SEAL training, he definitely could have joined in the Ukrainian Foreign Legion type thing. Um, whether he was really a wall or not, you know, you or I are probably never going to know. Back from March of last year, Zelensky deploys ISIS to defend the, you know, the regime, Israeli secret intelligence services. Of course he would. You know, there's been all these reports that now finally Israel is actively assisting their racial brethren running the Ukraine against Russia. We'll see if this uh, is true or not. Uh, we've got a caller breaking in, Layla in Canada. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with a lot of what you said, and I've, I've had my doubts about uh, Putinovich or Putinevsky myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm trying to figure out, um, are you suggesting, I know Netanyahu is behind Zelensky, uh, they they were very chummy, very openly in 2019. 
and yeah. um, uh, Netanyahu's advisors have been working with Zelensky. So, yeah, well, I, uh, I'm 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 suggesting that this this Kazaria 2.0 um, yes. theory is is very um, plausible, and um, we're watching the clearing out of the non-Jewish, um, all the Ukrainians, you know, the Russians are killing tons of them. Um, a, a bunch of Russians allegedly are being killed. But it, what it looks like is they're clearing out the land for this this second Jewish homeland, Kazaria 2.0 is what it's looking like. Are you there? Uh, we, I guess she hung up. All right. Okay. Hello. Okay. Can you not hear oh, me? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I couldn't hear yeah. you for a second. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, they had a meeting, and uh, Netanyahu brought up um, the Jabotinsky relationship, how Jabotinsky was from Ukraine, and this is the land of our people. Uh, yeah. This is our second homeland, and uh, we're going to work together, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. 2019, how stupid was the world that they did not recognize what they were talking about and that this is what's been going on. Now, my question is, is this a modern Bolshevik Zionist, communist, Israeli Zionist thing? Is this are they all working together? Or are they competing with one another? This is you what know, I'm not, we know the Zionists control the U.S. There's no longer yeah. a United States of America. The same in Canada. We're totally yeah. we have been for Decades, if not from the very beginning, Zionist controlled territory. Yeah, well, you know, you're part, yeah, you're part of the crown still. And of course, the the people behind the British crown, the, the Rothschilds, the Montefiores, the goldsmiths, yeah. all these, you've got a goldsmith that's in line basically to be the, the king, at, you know, after William, his sons are all goldsmiths. That's Kate Middleton's yes. brother's name's Gary Goldsmith. I mean, you know, um, very fascinating um, that, that, you know, it's a kosher thing. But here, my thing is, is I, with, when I'm, when I look at, let's just say world Marxist operations, I I have to be honest, and I still think that the Kremlin is involved with a lot of the stuff that you see going on in Brazil, uh, Ecuador, Peru, Colombia, uh, all this stuff. And our government, you know, it, it, what's strange is it's like, uh, our you know the the Biden regime. Was was wanted Lula, but but uh, when you look at Russia, they didn't seem to really support Bolsonaro. They said, "Hey, great job, Lula." They didn't they didn't say Bols the election was rigged or anything like that. And uh, it's just very strange, you know, this relationship with um, the Soviets and in Central and South America, and then Putin, Putin, his continued relationship with Maduro. And so forth. You're like, if this guy was really a staunch anti-communist, um, Russian Orthodox, you know, like a, the new czar, wouldn't he be wrecking all those relationships with all those Marxists that he had around the world and saying, look, we we're, we reject that former Soviet ideology. We believe in freedom, uh, you know, whatever. But it's just you don't see that happening.
No, he came out of the KGB, and there's no way he's changed his spots. I've had my doubts for a long time, but everyone is... It's pro-Russia against the big, bad uh, Ukrainians. I've even wondered if they're working together, and I don't... Yeah. I did, I, I, presented it as a joke in one talk show. I said, what do they do at night? Get together on the phone and say, ha, 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 everybody's speculating about what we're doing. Uh, aren't, or aren't we, haven't we got them all fooled? Um, yeah. The thing that it's really tough. were, and by yeah. the way, you're right about the Zionist influence here in Canada. They have both, they totally control the mainstream media, the so-called established corporate media, as well as the alternative media, completely control them. They control both political parties and, um, Christia Freeland, um, I don't know if you're aware, she's a trustee on the World Economic Forum. Oh, sure, she's the deputy sure, Prime yeah. Minister. Yeah, yeah, you know that. Okay. Yeah. So is that, it, it's so, now how much control does the WEF have? It doesn't matter if they're an official recognized governmental organization. They have the mercenaries to go in there and do any military action they want. As long as they've got the power to buy mercenaries and they've got the weaponry, they can do anything that is or is not legitimate. Power at this point is right, is might. And unless, and I don't know if it's too late. I don't, I don't know if it's too late. What, is, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, look, with a, at least, you know, I, I'm a person of faith and I believe, look, there is a creator of this universe that has ultimate power over all of these things. But right now, due to, of a lot of forces, our own shortcomings, our own silliness, um, you know, uh, our own evil, that a lot of this is being allowed to happen uh, as a chastisement, unfortunately. And a lot of this is predicted, and it seems to really be following the the script. Now, a lot of people believe that these evil ones, they're... they're controlling events in order to make us all believe that yes the prophecies of revelation and so forth are coming to pass but um, hey when you look at this blockchain when you look at this technology um, that these people are deploying against us and the the attempt here to bring in this digital currency and, and all of this stuff to tie in with your biometrics it's super creepy and, it, and if and if you're not connecting the dots there i, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah no i i think i'm connecting the dots i'm just delighted yeah. to see that i, I, I was just saying that in general <laughs> i was just saying that in general yeah all the yeah. people in general yes i agree and and this yeah. is the problem unfortunately uh, what people don't realize is that the two biblical documents that we rely on, the Old and the New Testament, have been revised significantly, particularly the versions that are online. Oh, now, sure. you can't change the hard copies, but even at the time of their inception, uh, at their creation or translation, St. Jerome was in Bethlehem for 30 years translating the Septuagint. But the Septuagint was already, the Greeks misinterpreted so much about what was going on there, drastically. And they put that into their Septuagint, and then it was translated, because they took it from the Aramaic, the Peshitta, and then it was translated into uh, the Latin with St. Jerome, and then from Latin into multiple other languages. And then, of course, I know it's the Word of God, but the problem is it's been handled by Pape 
newspaper and uh, by publishers and editors. Well, you know, when you you got to have some you got to have some faith that says, look, um, if the if 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 God is real and that is his basic document, how far is he going to let his document be tampered with? And so there is some, you know, it's it's a matter of faith itself. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, but yeah, I got to get to a bunch of stuff. I got to get to do right, a bunch more stuff. But I, I appreciate you calling. Um, okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Um, right. Let's see here. Oh, this is a good one, Mr. Producer. Get clip thirteen ready. This is Jeb Bush running for the presidency in 2016. Now, remember, he was a PNAC signer. I'm almost positive on that one. Um, and he's in a debate with Trump and these other guys. Uh, and I just saw this one. Um, go ahead and roll clip 13. It's only a few seconds. You got it. 13. It's yeah. All right. We came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversation no, no, no. with Albert. That's Bush. 15. We need 13. All righty. Thank you all very much. The next president is going to be confronted with an unforeseen challenge. That's almost certain. It could be a pandemic major natural disaster or an attack on our country. The question for South Carolinians and Americans is... All right. So even Jeb Bush in 2016, the first thing, the next president, he sounded echoes of Anthony Fauci. Isn't that interesting? The next president is going to be faced with something, a a pandemic. Pretty fascinating, isn't it? Um, Imagine if Jeb would have been the president during the pandemic or Hillary not that Trump was good. He got the warp speed thing, but uh, just think of the draconian nature if one of the Bushes or Clintons um, would have been in there. Very, very crazy. Um, a couple things coming out of the World Economic Forum. Uh, Mr. P- Producer, get six ready. And um, there was tons of stuff that came out of there. You know, they're talking about John Kerry with his little extraterrestrials comment and all this other stuff. But um, here's one that everybody should hear. Go ahead and play this one. Uh, Global Security Outlook uh, Report 2023. This is a result of uh, research in collaboration with the forum's communities and our partner Accenture, which we've Uh, interviewed and sought input from over 300 executives globally. The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. And there you have one of the World Economic Forum goons coming out and putting the warning out there once again, predicting that there's going to be a catastrophic global cyber attack within the next two years. This puts it right up to All right, go ahead and stop it there. So, cyber polygon, remember that? Mm-hmm. Very, very crazy. 
I'm sure you everybody saw this one. The Utah doctor arrested for giving saline shots to kids instead of vaccines. Utah plastic surgeon, his neighbor, and two others facing charges after allegedly giving people fake vaccination cards and destroying government-provided COVID-19 vaccinations. And that's shades of the person over in Germany that was um, that was doing it. You know, um, I think that's great. Um, the guy deserves a freaking medal, like a lot of people are saying. Doctor, 50 million Americans have serious heart damage due to COVID shots. You know, um, interesting there. Uh, Israel, massive protests against Netanyahu. Okay. American Jews on a collision course with up- upcoming Israeli government. Tens of thousands of Israelis joined demonstrations on Saturday against judicial reform plans by Bibi. A new government say the processors say that it will threaten democratic checks and balances on ministers by the courts. So you got the hard left in Israel really, really uh, clowning right now. Uh, you know, uh, now up on Israel 365 News. The unhinged reaction to the new Israeli government, of course, these are like Likudniks and and religious Orthodox that control this site. Um, The histrionics of this reaction defy belief. Words and phrases like criminal, authoritarian, morally corrupt, and fascist are being bandied about to describe the new government. Even though it has done nothing criminal, authoritarian, corrupt, or fascist, blah, 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 blah. So remember Kissinger's statement about Israel not existing in 10 years and so forth and so on. And now you're seeing this <clears throat> big moves in ancient Khazaria, this big bloodletting, just destroying the, the property and so forth. The real, I mean, breadbasket of that part of the world feeds so many people. Think about that when you're talking about famine. You know, Michael Yan and Mike Adams and all these guys have been warning about famine and Michael Snyder. Uh, but let's just think about the, the amount of food not going to be produced uh, next growing season due to the war. So very, very crazy. Um, over here on Jim Stone, um they're talking about this. He's talking about confirmed DeMar Hamlin is dead. And the new Twitter proves people are not buying this. Uh, and, the, you know, they're showing this guy surrounded by security, not really showing his face. And then he's making this heart sign when he's up in one of these boxes. And people are saying something fishy going on here. Why so secretive and bundled up? No interviews, no pictures, no video. What are they hiding here? No video interviews for weeks. Like he finally FaceTimed with teammates. That would have been all over social media. No. Um, and so <clears throat> they're saying that basically this dude's dead. A lot of people think the guy's dead and they're covering it up because of the uh, injections. Miles in Maine. Miles, what's on your mind, sir? Hey, good evening, Robert. Hey. Yeah, I just, I just want to say that, uh, you know, the people that are, make these uh, claims about Putin, uh, 
I just wonder if they're reflecting on Syria, and was that something that he just, you know, made up to do, too, or, uh, you know... Yeah, I, I, that's a strong point of Putin was to to not, um, you know, let Syria be taken over by the Greater Israel Project. Uh, that's what that really probably was. Um, yeah, and I think that was a great deterrent to some of the other things they were trying to do around the globe uh, when Putin come out like that. So, but um, the Ba'ath Party and the Assad family have always been. Um, pretty tight with the uh, even the even the Soviet Union, and so maybe they he was just looking at it as like, no, these guys aren't going to encroach on what was traditionally in our orbit. If you if you know what I'm saying, because they're yeah, they're I, interested. Yeah, go ahead. I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I mean, Putin sacrificed a lot of uh, manpower and military power there just to just to perform that. And let's face it, they were going in uh, in that Middle East area through the provocation of somebody, and uh, they were going to Syria, and they were messing around in some of these other areas, too, as well. And, uh, you know, by Putin stepping up, though, I think, I mean, all of a sudden, all that other stuff stopped, you know. Um, I mean, Trump, Trump, Trump actually kind of I mean, if you're if you're looking at it, Trump really kind of put the kibosh on the a lot of the stuff going on in Syria as well while he was in. And I'm surprised that we haven't seen um, a dust up in Syria now that the the Biden crew took over, but maybe they're so focused on uh, the Kazaria project that they're going to put Syria on the back burner, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know Israel was in there in Syria too, and just doing whatever yeah. they wanted. In and, well, you know, they, a allegedly of they might have did a freaking micro nuke in Syria. Remember that? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, mean, this is crazy, and then you know. The other thing that I was going to say is, you know, Putin is an Orthodox, you know, and now yeah. that's in uh, that's in kind of diagonal opposition to, you know, the Vatican. Oh yeah, the Jesuits of the Great Schism, uh, they've been trying to get the Orthodox churches back under their, um, you know, um, umbrella of authority since since 1054 when all this happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So you you when you when you look at when you look at the war on orthodoxy, you have to look at you have to take into consideration um, the the Vatican because they're always you know look at look at the stuff in the Balkans against Serbia, right? And then you look at the yeah. you look at you look at Russia, you look at uh, Medvedev and uh, Putin and the stuff they've. Uh, done in opposition of you know none of this uh, uh, gender transfer nonsense and none of this uh, you know outward outwardly gay rights and, and things like that. Now you look at yeah. Israel, even somebody you know. Well, I guess they relate to us because you see a lot of that going on there. Uh, so you well, know, look at look I mean, at China. China really doesn't tolerate a lot of the degenerate crap either. And so they're full blown. They're full blown openly Marxist, uh, but they, I think they do that out of a position of look that'll make us weak as a fighting force type thing. Not, well, not that, that too, they're next. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree with yeah. that. You know, but you know, again, you look at 
Putin and his family was directly uh, uh, aggrieved, aggrieved by the, uh, you know, the Bolshevik Revolution. And I think he he recalls some of that, and he he's got to think being a white Christian in a white you know country. Yeah, well, that, you know, uh, there's there's remember he had a relationship with Solzhenitsyn too, um, and and met with him numerous times. And Solzhenitsyn in two hundred years together basically calls out the Jews as being the the really the catalyst of the entire Bolshevik. Uh, revolution and red terror and so forth but you know um you just have to you just i i'm the personally the person that's just going to be very very leery uh but as a wishful thinker that yeah maybe you know um putin uh, you know has a has a long game here and it, he has an altruistic uh end game in his in, in his philosophy you just got to hope that right I- and I just want to leave you with this. You know, if they think Putin's playing 4D or 5D chess, I mean, where is Putin at? I mean, he's got basically the world against him. I mean, a few of the countries that are awake, a few little, these little small minor countries, you know, are, are looking towards his way. But look what he's up against and look what he's done. You know, I mean, if, if he's not playing 5D chess, nobody is. Well, that's, that, well, that's right. Yeah. Have another great show, because they're all great, like Giuseppe says, the king of Sunday night. (laughs) Hey, I appreciate that, Miles. You can take care, man. Uh, We'll see what happens within the next seven days. Holy cow. Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.